What happened in the huddle? Uh, everybody was wondering where the dinner plans were tonight after the game. NBA Australia, how are you going? That's right, it's NBA Australia, it's Thursday, March 24th, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a Raja sometimes, who whomstever wants to pay me that money. Oh yeah, give me that money. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios wearing a t-shirt today. And jeans. It's like a weird Melbourne day. It's cold, then it wasn't. Tell you what, the squid, he had a good one. He was in his uh, superhero day at daycare, that was sick. Dressed up as Captain America, he loved every second of it. Anyway, I'm here hanging out, giving you the lowdown and all the ins outs, apparently, of parenting. Uh, NBA season, it's all happening. Chaos, absolute chaos. We're ripping story a bit, but I'll tell you what, big day today. Kyrie beat City Hall, if you want to believe that. I'll talk about that extensively. Uh, Mike Malone, Michael, sorry, uh, got an extension with the Nuggets. And Jimmy Butler and the Heat want to punch on. I think all of the Heat. Spolstra. Udonis Haslam, Butts, it's on. And Memphis are just unbeatable without Ja Moran, apparently. Uh, we've got all nine of today's games in the NBA straight game wraps. So we've got That's Not a Knife, All Made No Made, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yan Nazi, Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and our back take house. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian Play Watch. We've got Kiwi Corner, and then the game previews and picks for tomorrow. A nice Friday slate for you. And that'll be it, because i got to bounce. i got to go to the footy. So, this is uh, NBA Straight Episode 781. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Better watch out for the Jimmy Butler attack if you're Spolstra. <laughs> you want to fucking fight me? Love that. Love a bit of a teammate on teammate fracker. Always good. Uh, so let's get stuck in today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Straight with the Daily Whip Around. Oh, do you get it? It's a whip, bro. So the Heat, they want to punch on. That's what I'm just talking about. Some great footage came out of this as well. So from uh, basically... The Warriors, without Steph Curry, without Clay Thompson, without Draymond, they didn't have Otto Porter. <laughs> it's like they were resting everybody and they were still beating the Heat. The Heat were just getting absolutely flabbergasted and getting angry with each other. And Jimmy Butler and Spo just went at it. Udonis Haslam then jumped in and went, Jimmy, I will beat your fucking ass. I will, and just kept repeating it at him, which is gnarly. They kept going at it. Spo and Jimmy, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Love that uh, after the game, Spo was obviously asked about it, you know, when one of your best players threatens to fight you, <laughs> that's going to happen. Uh, but the cool one was, it was like a uh, sort of vibe at the end. He's like, yeah, look, we're just pretty competitive dudes, you know? Just really competitive. We've got a gnarly team. We just want to punch on a lot, you know? Competitive gnarly group. We're getting our ass kicked. Every person at the huddle is animated about our disappointment and how we were playing. It's like, yeah. Spot the lie. Kind of loved it, though. Other news, the big one, Kyrie Irving will be able to play in Brooklyn's remaining home games uh, after it was kind of slightly uh, leaked and announced today that the New York City Mayor, Eric Adams, is going to change the vax mandates 
uh, for private enterprise to exclude and exempt entertainers and athletes, uh, performers and athletes at least. Uh, everyone's like, oh, that's great for Kyrie. It's like, come on, let's all be fucking honest here. It's because the Yankees and Mets have got their home openers in like a week. <laughs> this was all about baseball. Like, if the Yankees wouldn't be able to play like Aaron Judge and all the other fucking dumb pricks out there without a uh, without the vaccination. Look, if you've got a medical exemption, of course. If you don't, you're just a fucking dummy at this point. But including, you know, that goes for Kyrie. If Kyrie does have a fucking medical exemption we don't even know about, that's fine. Still, do you believe that? He's a cockhead. Anyway, point being, if the Yankees wouldn't be able to play Aaron Judge, like most of the Bronx, all of Staten Island would have just been burnt down to the ground. Just in... Absolute fucking fury, 100%. Uh, so Kyrie, though, can play. This is huge, obviously, for the Nets, uh, especially for their playoff chances because not only for the remainder of the season do they get Kyrie to make a bit of a push to sort of uh, bounce around this play-in tournament, figure out their seating, at least solidify the 7 or the 8, wherever they end up, and go from there and hopefully, you know, make a first round and actually have their second big star. So it's pretty big. Pretty, pretty, pretty big. Other news. I'll talk about Kyrie again later. Ah, no shit, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Mike Malone. Michael, sorry. I love that everyone's like, ah, oh, it's Michael. you got to call him Mike. Cool. It's like, all right, settle down. Multi-year extension with Denver. Pretty good one. I think uh, most Denver fans seem pretty content with Michael Malone. Uh, but they do seem a bit sort of like, eh, I don't know, is he that good? But at the same time, like, the job he has done with Denver this year is more than deserved it. Like they've got Joker and not a giant amount else. So good on him. He's crushing it. I'm happy for him uh, and I'm happy for Denver because I think Michael Malone's a pretty bloody good coach. And, uh, you know, they're out there crushing it. Rashawn Holmes, some bad news. Uh, domestic violence accusations against Rashawn Holmes, which is why the Kings have sat him. I don't know if you've noted this, but, uh, yeah, the center for the Sacramento Kings, Rashawn Holmes, hasn't been playing. You're like, are they tanking? It's like, no, they're trying. No, he's just been sat because he's got domestic violence accusations and uh, his ex-wife has recently filed for a domestic violence restraining order on behalf of her son, which sucks. Uh, says her son is scared to leave the house in fear of seeing his father. Uh, Rashawn has been ordered to stay at least 100 yards away from his son and scheduled to appear in this county court. Uh, this sucks. Obviously, uh, Rashawn Holmes tweeted out, I never respond to allegations, but when it comes to my son, I've got to speak. You've got to be goofy as hell to believe that about me. My heart beats for my son. I live this very life to see him happy. You can never raise a hand to harm him ever. And, uh, yeah, so the Kings are sort of looking at this clearly, and they released a statement today saying that they'd like to uh, express their strong stance against any form of assault and domestic violence. Uh, we respect the legal process and will continue to monitor this situation closely. Yeah, that sucks. Ugh. Gross. Anyway, uh, so there you go. That's basically it. the best of all the sort of news from today because not a giant amount, amount, yeah, giant amount else. You had LeBron sitting and uh, skipping playing against the Sixers and Embiid, which was a pretty interesting choice. You had the Warriors resting Clay, Draymond, and Otto Porter. And uh, I don't know. There was the news about Zion from yesterday where it's like, oh, he's dunking, man. And then we got a bit more news today that he's playing one-on-one. So he's rehabbing his foot. It's pretty neat. And the Pelicans also get Larry Nance Jr. back at the end of this week, which is pretty big. So not bad. So he's out there. He's doing some drills, doing some one-on-one. Let's see how he goes. 
post that videos on. I don't care about your dunking. I just want to see if you can run for more than five minutes. Right. Game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, game wraps, that's right, the game wraps from today, 11 games, let's fly through these, the New York City Knickerbockers of New York City, oh god, Hornets, what are you doing, 121, they beat the Hornets in Charlotte, 106, 121, 106, that is unbelievable, the day after the Knicks are completely pants by Trey Young at home, the Knicks go on the road and kick the shit out of Charlotte, look, the Hornets never look interested in this, Knicks on a back-to-back, Tibbs rolls the kids out there, Obi Toppin goes off, they smothered the Hornets. They can never shake loose. They The Knicks dropped 40 on them in the first quarter. It was crazy. Up 16, and they never let up. Where was that yesterday, Knicks? Jesus. Ah, oh, absolute chaos. So still without Julius Randle, they just dominated. They were knocking in threes. Everybody was knocking in threes. Taj Gibson hit another three. I love him hitting threes. Uh, but the Hornets just... Look, I've talked about this before. Their defense when they're playing against... Like a team that tries pretty hard, but their offense might be a bit off, Charlotte can win that. The Knicks, their offense was a little bit on today, and their defense is good enough that it just demolished Charlotte. So I'd be a little bit worried going into the playoffs if I was the Hornets. LaMelo had 32 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. He did have 4 turnovers, but 6 of 14 from downtown, not bloody bad. But they could just never get on a roll, Charlotte. It was weird. 18 for Terry Rose. He shot 6 of 16. Miles Bridges, he had 15, 5, and 9 Kelly Oubre played five minutes. He was benched. Everyone's trying to figure out if he's... Is he injured? Does he just suck? Isaiah Thomas couldn't hit a shot. It was pretty brutal. The Knicks, 20, from 40, 20 of 45 from three. Bloody good. RJ Barrett with 30. Oh, crushing it. Three rebounds, three assists, three of seven from three. Ain't no stopping. OB dumping. 18, 11, and six. I love him. I love him. What are you doing, Tibbs? Play him more, you bastard. 100%. He was awesome. 8 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 4 from downtown, a steal and a block. Unreal. 17 and 7 for uh, Alec Burks. Fournier hit 4 of 10 from 3. IQ, Emmanuel quickly had 10.7 assists. The bench had 34 points and shot 8 of 18 from downtown. It's bloody handy. Charlotte, they're now 37 and 36. The New York City Knickerbockers of New York City. Oh, boy. Still a long way back. If they had have won that Atlanta game, this is what's so frustrating about it all. They're 31 and 42, the Knicks. Had they have beaten Atlanta yesterday, because Atlanta would, we're about to talk about them in a second, lost to Detroit today, the Knicks would be right there. Right there. Anyway, too bad. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks lost in Detroit. 100-122. That's right. They didn't just lose to Detroit. They got shit pumped by Detroit. Atlanta, oh, sorry, it was 101 versus 122. Oh, Jimmy, that one point makes a bit, bit of a big, big difference. Are you a reporter, bro? Are you a journalist? No. Uh, <laughs> Trey Young, uh, 21 and 9, shot 9 of 18. No one else did shit. Seriously. Bogdan goes 5 of 16 for 13 points. DeAndre, Hannah at 15, shot 5 of 10. Huerta, 3 of 12. TLC, 1 of 7. Clint Capella, 0 of 5. Clint! You bloody seven fucking foot twenty, you Swiss bastard! How come you can't put in a bucket? Unbelievable! They shot forty percent. They had fourteen turnovers. They got out rebounded by the Pistons. Absolute chaos. The Hawks. The thing is, they led after the first quarter, and then the Pistons just went nah, shit the bed in the second quarter. Did the Hawks, and they never recovered. Absolutely crazy scenes. Uh, 
For the Pistons, Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant had 21-8-4 returning from his, uh, you know, banged up knee. He only played 22 minutes. That's a pretty good outing for 22 minutes. Big Deke Bay had a rough night shooting 3-13 of 13, uh, for his 10 points. But Kate Cunningham shot 7-12. He had 17-6-8. and eight. Not a bad, bad, bad game. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Olinicky, I'm the Hoosier. Uh, 16 and 4 off the bench. Marvy Bangs goes 13 and 6, but it took him 13 shots to get there. Killian Hayes, though, loved it. 5 and 9 shooting for the young Frenchman. 13, 8 and 5 for him. But what a game. Like, the fact that they won that despite Big D going 3 of 13 and, uh, you know, Marvy Bags 4 of 13. Just, they still shot 50%. That is chaos. Good stuff, Detroit. And, uh, I think this was a really annoying uh, aspect. I think I talked myself into Detroit yesterday. Uh, out of Detroit. All I say all the time is that Detroit, sneaky good. They cover. And they won outright today by 21 points. <laughs> so, anyway, Atlanta 36 and 37. Detroit 20 and 53. Sacramento 110. They beat Indy 109. What? Yep, chaos. Awesome chaos game. Uh, huge win for Sacramento without the Suvlaki King Demanus Sabonis. Uh, I mean, it was just an absolute chaos win, too, because this was a huge comeback for the Kings in the fourth quarter. Davion Mitchell and Jeremy Lamb just working it in the fourth quarter, getting them back into the game. The Pacers looked like they had had it in the third. It was like done. But then Sacramento just eked their way into it. They stayed right there with them all the way down the fourth, and boom, Pacers still up three, 27 seconds left. Davion Mitchell scores on a beautiful little jumper, and uh, Buddy Hield turns the ball over. Trey Lyles misses a three, and Damian Jones tips it in with 0.2 of a second left. Game over. Unbelievable win for the Kings. 110-109, but at the same time, these teams suck, so who cares? Halliburton, 13 points on 4 of 14 shooting. That's the opposite of a revenge game, that one. 15 assists, though. He was a plus 10 in a game they lost by one. Not his fault. 25-7, and 5 of 8 from 3 for Buddy Hill. Goga! I love Goga. 20 and 9. Davion Mitchell ends up with 25.7 assists. He was really good. 10 and 15 shooting. It's one of those ones we don't have to Aaron Fox, man. It's like, well, we have drafted three point guards in like the last five years. One of them should be available, and they should be good. And Davion Mitchell kind of is. 2 of 5 from downtown. Chemezi Metu, 22 and 5. 12 and 6 for Damian Jones. 11 on 11 for Harrison, Black Falcon, Barnes. And uh, 11 for Trey Lyles as well. He's not... Donnie Mitchell. And 11 for Dante DiVincenzo on... Woo! That's right. 3-11 shooting. Absolutely unreal. Thanks, Dante DiVincenzo. He also had eight assists, though. Anyway, Indy and Sacramento are basically the same team. East-West, 25-48 uh, for Indy, 26-48 for Sacramento. Utah got shit-pumped by Boston. Ruh-roh! Something stanky in Salt Lake City even though this was played in Boston. 125-97. This was a smashing. The Celtics rolled them from the get-go. They didn't miss for like the first seven and a half fucking minutes. They're up 15 after the first quarter, despite they had, I think they had five turnovers in that first quarter too. And this is the thing, the Jazz, like when they're off, God damn, they're off. And they do have like, you know, breaking case of emergency buttons, but it's like, it's essentially Jordan Jeremy Clarkson and going, Donnie Mitchell, can you save us? And... Mitchell tried. Everybody else was shit. And it's a bit of a problem. Because if they don't have enough offense to get into a game like this, like this is the problem though. The Boston defense is that good at the moment that if they're locked in and they were, 
Like Marcus Smart was playing out of his ass. They're still diving for balls up like 25 in the third quarter. Um, yeah, Utah, any team, if their offense isn't clicking, they're going to struggle against Boston at the moment. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it was 23 points at the half. It was 25 points at three-quarter time because the Yaz staged a bit of a comeback there at the start of the second half. Emu Yudoka's like, nah, that's enough of that. Time out, and then they just reasserted it and kicked the fuck out of him. It was crazy. Uh, Donnie Mitchell ends up with 37. He shot 13 to 24 from the floor, 3 of 12 on threes. Mike Conley, he is off at the moment. 4 of 12 from the floor, 1 of 5 from deep, 9 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Gross! Rudy Gobert is staff at the world. <laughs> I am playing against Tom Lord, and I am playing against some dude named Danny Tess. And I'm getting towered. Uh, 14 and 11 for him. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, 4 of 12 shooting. Gross, 10 points. The Jazz shot under 40% and they hit 8 of 36 from 3. Yeesh. Meanwhile, the Celtics, unsubble. 26, 3 and 5 for uh, Jalen Brown. He shot 10 of 17. Unreal. Tatum goes 5 of three on uh, five of 8 on 3s for 26, 3 and 3. Time Lord, 12, 10, 2, 2 and 4. That's right. 12 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals and 4 blocks. Awesome. Marcus Smart. Oh, bro, he only had five points. He must have had a shit night. Nope. 13 assists. That's a career high. Pritchard hits in, what, three or four threes, 11 points. Danny Tice, 11 points, and completely demolished Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Derek White, White, hit a couple of uh, threes as well. He had 10, three, and five. The Celtics almost shot 60% against the Jazz and hit 19 and 36 from three. They had 37 assists on 50 made shots. That is unreal. Great game by Boston. Uh, Utah, they're 45 and 28. Boston now 46 and 28. Unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, we can talk about this later, but they're a uh, bit of an interesting one to get right up the top there in the uh, east. I'm just saying, just saying. Hmm, it's getting pretty, pretty tasty. Golden State, undermanned, beat Miami. 118, 104. Hilarious. No clay, no Draymond, no Otto. I like to get a blood to Porter. Let alone Steph Curry. And it was tied at the half. And then they got pulled. Miami were just falling apart as evidenced by Jimmy Butler wanting to fight their coach. Their D just couldn't get any stops. But the thing is, like they're in this game, but their D just could not get stops. The Warriors ended up running right over the top at the end of the game. It was crazy. It was a three-point game with nine minutes left. They won by 14. It ends up as a 27-12 run down the stretch. And... This is the thing. Miami is just looking so weird and discombobulated. Like, they've now lost, like, bunches of games now where Butts, Bam, and Big Booty Carl Larry played and played well. And then it just seems like the drop-off to the other dudes from there is absolutely crazy. They just can't buy a bucket from the bench. Or anyone. <laughs> like, there was no Tyler, there goes my hero today, but Jesus. You shouldn't rely on him that much. Like, 25-9-4 for Bam, but he had four turnovers. Butts has 25 and 3, shot 7 and 15, hit 2 of uh, 2 from 3, which is massive. Big booty. Carl Larry, 26 points, 9 assists, goes 6 of 9. Nice from 3. And then you got Duncan Robinson. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan. I'd like one right now. 4 of 11 on 3s. Goes for 13 points, 6 assists, but jeez. Took a while to get there, Dunky. Uh, Victor Oladipo had 7 points and shot. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. On your week, Little Depot. 3 of 11 shooting for him. And uh, Struce, though, goes 0 of 5, all of from 3. So without hero Gabe Vincent, it's like surely the Heat should have enough to beat a Golden State team that literally has 
All-star Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and not much else. Nope. Computer says no. The Warriors went 15 and 36 from three, shot 52%. Poole had 30 points, nine assists. He went 7 and 13 from three, just doing his best combo Clay Thompson, Steph Curry impression. I love it. Wigo, 22. Good bounce back for Maple Jordan. He needed it after a horror game against Orlando. 22 points and five rebounds for the rookie cum bucket. That's right, Jonathan Kaminga. And 22 for Damian Lee. About time. He's had a rough one lately. Miami falling apart. They're 47 and 26. Golden State, 48 and 25. Memphis, 132. Beat Brooklyn, 120. No jar, no problems. Withstood 78 points combined from KD and Kyrie. Uh, by surgically busting up the Nets D all game, who stayed in it just purely because of KD and Kyrie. And then in the fourth, they gave him the clamps. Held him to 16 points in the fourth quarter, and then they just kept in knocking in their shots, right? Like, it was a five-point game, though. This is the thing. It was pretty close. The fact that it's a 12-point game in the end is pretty gnarly. Five-point game, then Bain, Desmond Bain, hits three straight threes. Game broken open. Brandon Clark was dunking everything. Triple J hits in a cap of three. I mean, De'Anthony Melton couldn't miss for the first half. Like, their bench was huge. Dylan Brooks was feeling it. And away they went. 14 and 10 for Brandon Clark. He was amazing. Tyus Jones is basically doing his best Kyrie impersonation at different points. They're 15 and 2 without Jar. It's like, oh, man, maybe they're better without Jar. No, maybe they're just fucking good, and so is Jar. (laughs) You know? Holy shit. Man. So this was a bit of a deflator for Brooklyn. Like They should have been able to uh, sort this out. Even without Seth Curry and Gore on the flock, Dragic, like it didn't, like that probably wouldn't have made too much difference if you ask me. Like it's just crazy. Kyrie goes for 43. It was magical. 15 to 27 from the floor. Eight assists. Six of 11 from deep. KD drops in 35. Easy to like. 11 rebounds. Eight assists. Shot 12 of 28. He was made to work a bit more than I would have thought. One of seven on threes as well for KD. And it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, he gets to like 35 just easy. 10 of 10 from the free throw line, two steals, two blocks, five turnovers. But he just does it all with such ease that it's absolutely chaos. But the knockout punch wasn't quite there with some of those threes. And, oh, man, some of the shots that rimmed in and out for the Nets were pretty brutal. But uh, 15 and 5 for Andre Drummond, 13 and 7 for Bruce Brown, but just fuck all else. Patty could not buy a bucket. 0 of 4 in one of his worst games. Just... Ugh, it was uh, not pleasant to watch if you're a Nets fan. But if you're a Memphis fan, you would be beside yourself in how much this team just like roots for it. Like James Johnson going over three. Cam Thomas, like basically the bench hit two shots for the Nets. Two! They go over five from downtown. So this literally just turned into the Kyrie and KD show. You don't have Blake, you don't have Goran, you don't have Seth. Like, you should still be able to like take care of business, but they didn't. Because Memphis are fucking awesome. They're a wagon. Desmond Boone ends up at 23, 4, and 5. He has a steal. He shot 8 of 17, 6 of 10 from 3. Also going 6 of 10 from 3 was DeAnthony Melton. Unbelievable. That is huge. He shot 8 of 13 overall, 23 and 4 for him. Uh, Triple J had 13, 5, and 2. Dylan Brooks had 21 points, but in classic Dylan Brooks fashion, that came on 7 of 21 shooting. Oh, thanks, Dylan. Do you want to keep shooting, man? Yeah, I'll just keep shooting. Is that all right? Yeah, fine. Uh, two of seven from downtown for him. Uh, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones had 16 points, 10 assists. He was awesome. And uh, 14 and 10 for Brandon Clark. Like, their bench was absolutely bloody. Like, slow-mo Kyle Anderson had 10, 3, 2, and 2. 
with a block. Like their bench was absolutely un bloody real. It's like 40, like, no, 52 points, I think it was. Wait a minute, do you, mate? Yeah, 52 points off the bench. That is absolutely amazing. Good mass in your head there, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn now 38 and 35. The tricky part is for them, uh, I mean, that loss makes it just that much harder for them to catch Toronto and get, like, home court in a play-in. Uh, so they're now, what's that, two and a half games back at Toronto. Really could have used that one, Brooklyn. And meanwhile, Memphis have basically now got a stranglehold on the two seed. Uh, two games up on the Warriors. Love that. Uh, 15-23. What a win. What a game. Phoenix came out of nowhere and punked Miami. 125-116 in Minnesota. Sorry, did I say Miami? Minnesota. Mini. There you go. Use your words. 125-116 Minnesota. They were there, and then they were not. Cat and Tori in the Red Bull. Prince getting into it. Cat just fucking punking everybody. He was shit-talking. He was loving it. And then, bang! The Suns go, we're better than you. Fuck off. Boom! They drop the hammer. Suns are a wagon. Sham wows hitting death knell threes. Booker yams on D'Lo. They go up 12 with two minutes left. They were down. It was absolutely unreal, this game. Minnesota were running a rush shot on them. They were talking. They were yapping. It was all happening. And then the Suns just went, oh, yeah, no, that's pretty cool, bro. Boom, you're losing. Sucked in. Seriously, they didn't lead, I think, until like nine. They were still down. They got the lead with like eight and a half minutes left and just ran over the top of them. And like Minnesota just didn't score for like a good three minutes in the middle there of the fourth quarter. And that just completely fucked them. Eight and now played Cat. It was unreal. They came from nowhere. A 72 to 54 second half. Huge fourth quarter run. I love that these two teams absolutely hate each other now. You've got tech fouls throwing everywhere, free throws. And that's how the Suns sort of just grabbed the, this game by the back of the neck and sort of just went, right, nah, this one's ours now. And the Wolves just lost their shit. They got all discombobulated. It was like flagrants. It was all going on. There were techs. There were just like shitty fouls anyway. And boom. Suns win. Uh, so for the Wolves, they missed 33s. They went 13, 13 of 43. That's right. 13 of 43 from downtown. Missing 33s in a game. Cat had 15, 12, and 2. He went 0 of 3 from downtown. Ant-Man got a case of the d 7 of 17 for Ant-Man. Not ideal, bros. Not ideal. 3 of 8 from 3 at least. But uh, he was the only starter to hit a 3. Cat goes 0 of 3. Pat Bev goes 0 of 4 for his 9 points, 6 assists. D'Lo goes 3 of 9, 0 of 5 from downtown for his 6 points. Gross! At least Vanderbilt had 12 and 12. Beasley goes 4 of 8 from downtown for his 15. Noel had 15 as well, but... Wolves, where's the composure? Oh, they're a young team, bro. I mean, this is the same sort of vibe you'd have about Phoenix last year. They just don't have their version of CP3. They've got Torin the Red Bull Prince. That's not quite as good. Pat Bev, again... That's like if you found a CP3 that had been left in like the gutter for about eight years and a homeless guy chat on it, you know? The Suns, <laughs> 208, career high, 35, 14, and 3. He was awesome. Booker had 28 and 7. Cam bring the pain at 13 points, 9 assists. Bridges, 16, 6, and 3. And Sham, wow, knocked in 5 threes for his 19. Minnesota now 42 and 32. Phoenix on the edge of winning 60 games. They're 59 and 14. Absolutely unreal. OKC. Oh, God. They beat Orlando. I had this picked yesterday. Then I flip-flopped. Landed Orlando. I'm dumb. 
what did I say? Orlando will try their, try their absolute hardest to out-tank OKC. They did, and they did. OKC didn't tank hard enough. They didn't play SGA. Didn't matter. <laughs> they still won. I nailed this pick and then changed again. That was silly. I didn't realize they were going to give Gids his trophy for his fourth straight rookie of the month back then from February. But here we are. That's just great tanking by the Magic. No Wandale, no Fultz, no T-Ross, no Gary Harris. The Thunder smashed him in the second quarter. That was that. Ask Cole Anthony, 17 and 11. 19 for Chuma Akiki. Whatever. Franz Wagner, 15. This is a battle of the tanks. Seriously. Okay, so he got that win. It bumped them above Orlando in the tank race. Pretty dumb. Trey Mann at 21. Roby with 21, 7 and 4. Teo Maladon. Love him. 25 and 6. And Vit Krejci. 12 points, 11 rebounds, goes 4 or 6 from 3. Orlando holding fast onto that uh, shitty record of theirs, 20 and 54, while OKC slip above them. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 21 and 52. That's right. They slip all the way from basically equal second worst record to the fourth. Uh, Houston. They know how to tank. 91, losing Dallas 110. No Luka, still smashed them. It was a bit worrying. They were down at the half with Dallas, but the second half... Outscored them 58-38, so that'll do it. Got Bronson going in the third, dropping threes everywhere in the fourth. They ran away with it. Shangoon top scored for the Rockets with 14-11, and 13-5 for Jay Sean Tate. 12-10 and 10 for Christian Wood, a.k.a. what ScoMo's got for fucking weird crepes. And uh, Jalen Green, eight points on. Uh-oh. What a Jalen Green shoot. Here we go. Let's do it. Chill. Yeah, that's some good stuff, Jalen Green. Mavs, Brunson had 28, Dinwiddie 26 and 6. God, he fits so well with this team. Finney Smith had 14 and 5 with 3 steals, 13, 7 and 3 for Powell. And even Frankie Smokes knocked in 13. Bloody good. Houston now 18 and 55. Mm, that's good tanking. That is the worst record in the NBA, don't forget. The Dallas Mavericks up into fifth and staying there. They are now tied with the Utah Yaz in fourth because Utah... Bad time to lose two in a row. Ooh, San Antonio, they ship pump Portland. Uh, the Portland Timber Blazers, uh, 133.96. That's right, the G League Timber Blazers out there for Portland. If you want to know how bad the Blazers are, they gave up 83 points in the first half to the Spurs, who are one of the worst offenses in the league. 83 points in a half, and it didn't get better. The Blazers shot 38%. They hit 7 of 26 from three. Meanwhile, the Spurs hit a season-high 19 of 44 from downtown. The Blazer Timbers, Drew Banks, had 20 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. That'll get him shut down for the season if he's not careful. Fuck. Hey, uh, Drew, did you just score 20 points? No! No, you're fuck. Yeah, you're sitting for the rest of this season, mate. Uh, thrift Shop, Benny McLemore. 23 points for him, 3 or 4 from downtown. This was horrible, whatever. 28, 6 and 7 for DeJunte Murray. The Spurs smashed it. Calvin Johnson had 26. He went 5 of 8 from 3. 16 and 9 for Teenage Mutant. Yaka Pertle. 16, 4 and 5 for Devin Vassell. Even Richo got in there for 15 points. But if you needed any more evidence as to how much fucking Pop hates Jock Landale, sat him until like this was like basically the fourth quarter and then played him eight minutes. This game was over after the first fucking quarter. Fucking hell, Pop. Anti Australian bias. Uh, 27 and 45 now for Portland. The crazy part is they're very close in the standings. 29 and 44 for the Spurs. One and a half back. Of the Pelicans for the last playing spot. It would be very funny if they accidentally made it to the playoffs, the Spurs. Uh, the last game was Philly Lakers, 126-121. No LeBron James. Philly win it. Stanley Johnson came out on fire at 13 points in the first quarter. Didn't miss a shot and then didn't score again. 
Good job, Stan. Uh, finally, though, like the Sixers got rolling after their first quarter. Maxi was fired up. Embiid woke up. They were up nine at the half. They rolled from there. Uh, the Lakers made it interesting late. Rusty played a pretty good game. Dwight played out of his ass against his old team. But, I mean, it's still the fact is the Lakers. The Lakers stink! They really do. 24-9-8 and eight for Rusty. Looking good, but at the same time, he's not good. Uh, Dwight had 24-8 and eight against his old team. 23 for Malik Monk. He was doing some work. I enjoyed that. 20 from Carmelo Anthony. Melo, is it me you're looking for? He played an awesome game. Stanley, what are you doing? 13 after one quarter. No more points. Sixes. Embiid had 30, 10, 3, and 3. He shot 11 of 19 from the floor. And uh, 30 against the Lakers. I'm like, Embiid, you should be putting out 42 in that one. Like, let's all be honest. If you want to try to catch LeBron for the scoring title, mate. You're right there. Uh, Tyrese Maxey had 21 and 7 assists. Harden shot 7 of 18 for a 24, 7 and 7. 27 and 5 for Tobias Harris. Uh, George Niang hit 3, 4, 3. Shake and Corkmaz were right off the bench of the Sixers. Lakers, 31 and 42. Philly, 45 and 27. Tied with the Bucks, And basically with the uh, Celtics having played two more games than both of those teams, uh, they're all tied. So 2, 3, 4, one and a half games back of the Heat. We'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, quick, uh, that's not a knife. The NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> that's not a knife. That's a knife. First off, DeAndre Ayton. 35 career-high points, 14 rebounds, rebounds dominated. Hit a three, which is hilarious. But my favorite part about this, I want to give this to Devin Booker as a bit of a combo as well because uh, there's this is the first combo, then the next combo is going to come up in a second. But 35 and 14 for Ayton. Just looked down the court and went, I'm a number one pick as well. Fuck you, Carl Anthony Towns. And went absolutely hammering tongs with him. It was awesome. Aiton was just out there eating. Cat couldn't really get too much going. And especially with like the outside shot not dropping, it's like, yeah, sucked in, dickhead. And Booker, just him getting angry was amazing. 28, 3, and 7 for him. 7 assists. No Chris Paul, obviously. You got campaign. With nine assists, but uh, the seven fifteen shooting for Booker, thirteen of sixteen at the free throw line. He just went absolutely hard as nails. So, my favorite thing is the Suns are just this good. They were getting beaten, they were losing. They outscored them forty two twenty eight in the fourth quarter just because they got angry. They're like, actually, fuck these pricks. Let's beat them, and that's exactly what they did. Crowder, Bridges, Aiton, they all contributed, and they just really got up into the grills of the Wolves. The Wolves. They talk a lot, they yap a lot, but the big dogs came in. And of course, this is also, the NBA Australia approved performance of the night is just going to be the Grizzlies as a unit. I think I tweeted out, there is no more fun team or no more team having more fun than the Grizzlies right now. They're 50 and 23. Desmond Byrne was being interviewed after the game. Everybody jumped in. Everybody. Jar was stoked. You've got everybody jumping in and just like, there is so, like to use, to quote one of my all-time favorite bands, there is so much joy in what we do here. That's the hold steady for anyone who's uh, wondering. But 23 for Melton, 23 for Bain. They both go 6 of 10 from downtown. Tyus Jones lighting up, Dylan Brooks, Triple J. They were just so fucking happy for each other. It was awesome. So that's going to give me the NBA Australia approved Big thumbs up, performance of the night. 
Spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 of the night. Oh, no. Spud, spud, spud. Patty Mills. I don't like to do it. It hurts my fucking hat. But he did go 0 of 4, and he did, uh... Didn't look close. Look, I mean, one or two of them rattled out, and you're like, Jesus, Patty just needs one of those to go, and they might win this game. Um, but the 0 of 4, 0 of 3 from downtown, just a bit of a rough one for our Patty. Uh, Rudy Gay goes 0 of 6 in that absolute shellacking that the Jazz copped. Uh, we did get 1 of 8 for Iggy. Iggy! I absolutely love Iggy. This is not the Iggy. I'm talking, it's not Iggy Dala. No, it's Iggy Brisdakis. He goes 1 of 8 in 23 minutes. 1 of 8. Loved it. Big Deke Bay goes 3 of 13, as mentioned, but he did go 3 of 9 on his triples. Kevin fucking put out 3 of 12. Gross. And uh, Isaiah Thomas, 2 of 9 in his 12 minutes. <laughs> Jesus, 1 of 6 on threes. Pretty tough scenes all around today in the NBA. A lot of spuds going on. Joe Wieskamp for the Spurs, 2 of 9. We go 2 of 8 from 3. Brandon Williams is 3 of 13 for the Portland Trail Timber Blazers. Ugh. Shocking scenes of spuddiness today. <laughs> TLC, I mentioned him earlier, one of seven as well. Juzzy Holiday goes one of six. Q Grimes, one of six. Oof, there was turnovers galore across the association, it felt as well. Rusty had seven. Oof, anyway. Tough scenes, lots of spuds at the moment. Uh, it's one, two, three, Cancun season after all. Who was old mate no mates though? Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Old mate no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates there? Well, it's probably, you know, Jimmy Butler, the bloke trying to fight his fucking coach. And instead, Unidonis Haslam just goes, we don't do that here. Fucking Jimmy, look up uh, up here, Jimmy. Jimmy, up here, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, up here. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I will fuck you up, mate. Settle down. And Jimmy's like, oh. Tough scenes. Um, But that is going to be a tough locker room after the game, you know. It's like the classic photo of the uh, Heat waiting to go try and punch on with the Nuggets after the uh, Markeith Morris and uh, Joker incident back at the start of the season where you've got the one single security guard stopping an entire team of giant basketball players from rushing another team. Uh, But the problem is you'd have the one security guard standing in front of Jimmy Butler and the rest of the Heat waiting for Jimmy Butler, which would be pretty funny. But uh, that's definitely some old mate, no mates vibes. <laughs> like, Spo has never gotten that angry with anybody ever, and he has coached some fucking head cases in his time. And Jimmy Butler, that is a tough look. <laughs> Especially when Udonis Aslam lands on the side of your coach. You're like, oh, I thought we were mates. Yeah, you're not that close, mates. You're old mate, no mates. Pantsing of the night. <laughs> Ah, uh, Devin Booker on the Wolves. Absolutely loved that he went at D'Lo. Absolutely copped it. Bit of a pantsing Carl Anthony Towns, like, you know, doing a bit of happy clapping, a bit of Pat Bev clapping. It's like, Carl, you don't have to take on Pat Bev's entire personality, mate. It's a bit weird. bit weird. But Torian, the Royal Red Bull uh, Prince, was out there just like, Oh, yeah, cool. Let's, uh, let's punch on with, like, Jay Crowder. That'd be fun. But, uh, yeah, Crowder versus Cat was pretty fun. But, look, Danny Tice, a razor rating. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson in just fucking emphatic fashion was a bit of a panting. Like the Jazz, it's a Yaz because it's a soft J today. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, like he might need a like a cold bath. Just sit down, like get one of those, uh, get one of those. 
donut pillows. Have a sit on that for a bit, Jordan Jeremy Clarkson, because Danny Tice got you. Finally, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, obviously, LaMelo was better than Lonzo today. 32 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers, shot 13-23 from the floor, 6-14 from deep. Problem is... That was shit. Uh, I want to give this to Ain't No Stopping, Obi Toppin. I loved it. And this is what every Knicks fan has been fucking yelling about for ever. Got Tibbs, play Obi. Fuck. Over and over and over. 18 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, shot 8 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 4 from downtown to steal in the block. He was awesome. His back cuts, his positioning, even his defense was really handy. Jesus, Tibbs, play the kids. Yeah, nothing else to do. Mate, what are you doing? So there you go. Obi Toppin and Lonzo's little brother, Lamello, better than Lonzo Ball. Right, let's do some yeah nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yeah nahs. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. That's right, go to nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Oh, you heard it. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. That's right. Better do it. NBA Australia shop. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get a hoodie. Get a t-shirt. Got a few of them sitting there. There's a couple on special. Go check it out. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Or just click on the links from the socials. What are you waiting for? Come on. Do it now. Clean out my bloody bit of the spare room. <laughs> well, it's not really a spare room. It's the bit of the room that I need to put on a bunch of T-shirts. Anyway, let's do some yeah nahs. Number one, can Boston get the number one seed, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Oh, fuck, they can. <laughs> they, as I mentioned, with two games already uh, having... Two, they've played two more games than the other teams ahead of them, right? So they're 46 and 28. The Bucks and Sixers are 45 and 27. And uh, you got the Heat there. 47 and 26. So... The one seed at the moment is Miami. Then literally one and a half games behind them. You've got the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Who's playing better than the Celtics right now? Fucking nobody. They're the hottest team in the league. They've just been the Warriors, the Nugs, and the Yaz by 70 points in the last week. There's heat turmoil going on. This is probably the thing the Heat need, though, to really turn around this. Well, they're the one seed. They don't need to turn around their season. But it need they need a bit of focus because they've been so weird and up and down of late. The old heaters. Uh, two shit losses in a row for the Heat. They need a fire lit under their ass, ironically. Uh, but the thing is, the tiebreaker as well. Like they've got, what, one and a half games out of first place, the Celtics. They've got the tiebreaker over both Miami and Milwaukee. And if they get to that top seed and actually win these games, they'll probably have beaten and get the tiebreaker on the uh, Sixers as well. So it's one of those ones where you go, shit. Like they're just playing really bloody well. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be unreal. Exciting times. Who would have thought? Considering how bad they were playing basically for 2021, <laughs> boom, 2022 happens, off they bloody go. Seriously, it's like, it's that weird. It was like literally January 1st, they turned around, they beat Phoenix, 
And since then, it's just been wins fucking everywhere. Unreal. But anyway, are you worried about the heat and Jimmy Butler, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. Nah. Nah, but it's funny. I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm not so much worried about the heat and Jimmy Butler as it does throw into stark relief how much of a prick Jimmy Butler must be to be around all the time. You're like, all right, I'm sick of this shit. What do you want to do, Jimmy? Do you want to fight me? I'm your coach. Shut up. <laughs> and then you don't have them going, Jimmy, I will fucking beat your ass if you don't shut up. And he's like, oh, no, no. It's like, I will fucking tear your head off, says UD. I love that. So, But look, I'm not worried at all. I think this is the exact thing that they need just to uh, really kick themselves in the ass and launch them, in, launch them into the playoffs. Dan Drosher sent in. It wasn't worded as a year now, nah, but I'm going to take it. Uh, LeBron definitely looking after his legacy today. Avoiding the sixes and dropping big num- numbers on weaker teams. Yeah, nah. Oof. Spot the lie. Uh, <laughs> like, LeBron going, oh, nah, man, my, my knee's a bit sore, bro. I might, might just sit this one out, eh? Nah. Nah, it's a bit, it's a bit tough, man. It's a bit tough in the moment. Oh, my knee's a bit sore, bro. And you're like, all right, LeBron. So when are you going to play again? Oh, bro, who we got coming up, eh, man? Oh, I just dropped 38 on Cleveland and Washington and 36 on Toronto, bro. How'd you go the game before that? Oh, 19 against Minnesota, man. They're a better team than us, eh? <laughs> LeBron is 100% like skipping the good teams now. He's like, nah, man, I want to win this fucking scoring title. Serial. Guts to get this goddamn scoring title. They do have the Pelicans uh, coming up, so I think he'll definitely be playing that one. But, yeah, I think he's looking after that legacy, LeBron. Got to get them uh, points. Got to get that scoring title. Off he goes. And uh, we've got a couple more from Jez Oz. Uh, can't believe I missed this in my GOAT questions, uh, Jimmy. Yeah, nah, but Larry Bird is like the redheaded stepchild. Sorry, mate. Uh, when it comes to GOAT talk. He's not talked about it at all, but unlike a redheaded stepchild, sorry again, he should definitely be. Yeah, nah. Look, the bird magic legacy, I'm going to say nah. Like, it's a tricky one because Jez does make a point. Like, the magic and Jordan, the way they played their games and uh, their longevity or lack thereof affects their GOAT status compared to someone like LeBron in the long run just because he plays so fucking long and he's been so good for so long. Larry Bird's the same, right? Like, if he hasn't got a fucked back and... Just ruins it throughout different parts of his career. Maybe he plays in the mid nineties, and like we just have like a sterling, amazing Larry Bird legacy. But I mean, that's part and parcel of playing in like the seventies and well, the sixties, seventies, and eighties, right? Like you just don't have that longevity. You don't have the advantages we have now of modern medicine, of uh, you know, bigger seats on planes, all that just real weird shit that you just never think about. Better shoes, etc. But Larry, look, I think if he had played better for longer and hadn't fucked himself a couple of times, he is still, for me, like top six, seven, eight all time. But, yeah, the GOAT vibes of, like, can do it all. The craziest part for me is that LeBron feels like a combo of Bird, Magic, and MJ kind of all rolled into one, which is fucking nuts to think about. But, yeah, look, he's a little bit underrated now. But there was, like, still... Basically, as soon as MJ just ripped off six titles, like, the Bird debate sort of dropped off, (laughs) obviously, and there he's relegated to a bit of history. Uh, I'm going to save another one from Jez for tomorrow's show as well. All right. Uh, Unpopular opinion of the day. Where's the button? Uh, Yeah. Now, look at me, please. 
Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. All right, I think we should settle down with the fucking Kyrie one. Yeah, he took on City Hall. I mean, and even dumb fucks like Bogut out there are Oh, what's the COVID cult do with this one? It's like, all right. Yeah, fine. That's good that it was a dumb fucking rule that he could be there and not play. We all understand that. Obviously. Like, the weirdest part is that the narrative turned on Kyrie because obviously, unvaccinated, that's cool. I don't know. I still feel like, you know, there's no getting around that he's a fucking selfish dickhead because... COVID is still killing, you know, many folks per day. And I get the restrictions and stuff fucking suck, obviously. I fucking dealt with it in Melbourne like fucking no one's business bullshit. But, I mean, they're basically, folks trying to do this shit aren't doing it for fucking kicks. They're basically trying to limit the spread. And, therefore, how many people die or are adversely affected by it, etc. And at the moment, Omicron, look, the hospitalization rates, hospitalization rates and everything are down. Cool. There's still no getting around that Kyrie just could have avoided all this and gotten the fucking vaccine, and away we go. Yes, if he's got a medical exemption or if he would have been adversely affected by it, fine. Who gives a fuck? But at the same time, oh, he took on City Hall and uh, he beat him. This is 100% also because, like, the Yanks and the Mets <laughs> were about to start, and there is no way Eric Adams was ready for that fight. Um but my sort of other point is, like, wasn't Kyrie's entire fucking philosophical standpoint against all this was like, I'm standing with all those that believe what's right, and I don't want Americans losing jobs to mandates. But, I mean, if this exemption is now only for fucking entertainers and performers and athletes, then shouldn't Kyrie still be standing steadfast with them as well? You know? Or is he just a fucking contrarian dipshit? Just saying. All right, Outback Takehouse. It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, two for one. Blooming Onions. That's right, it's an Aussie favourite, despite no Australian knowing what the fuck this is. It's a deep-fried onion that looks like a flower. Fucking sure. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... That's why Udonis Haslam's still getting a paycheck from the heat. He's Spolstra's personal Jimmy Butler bouncer because they all know that Jimmy Butler's fucked in the head and he's going to go after somebody at some point and UD's the only one he's fucking afraid of. Only at Outback. On top of that, I kind of think Spo might be able to take Jimmy Butler a bit more than we might think. Jimmy Butler to me, when was the last time you saw Jimmy Butler in a fight? Jimmy Butler's all bark, no bite. Spo's got that sweaty dad strength as well. That Miami strength, that I'm in a gym every day and because I'm in fucking Miami, I can't get fat. We've got a team that has like a body fat uh, percentage, uh, basically, you know, a mandate, I guess, (laughs) ironically. And he's like, well, fuck, I can't, you know, shit on dudes for getting fat and not be, uh, you know, vaguely fucking fit myself. Just saying, Spo might be a little bit uh, sneaky strong. Got that dad strength. Right, anyway, let's do some uh, Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch today. Paddy Thrills, I mentioned. That was a brutal game. 
Tough saying. So brutal. I've had Patty all the way through the year on one of my fantasy teams. I'm in the final. I had to drop him. I need more games. And he's got two more at the end of the week, but I don't trust that he's actually going to step up and smash for me. So I had to uh, bite the bullet. I didn't like it. 0-4 from the floor. 0-3 from downtown. One rebound, two turnovers. That's just uh, it's a bit of a rough one, I'll tell you. <laughs> Aussie Matty T in the win over the Lekers. Uh he wasn't bad. He played 27 minutes, I believe. Uh, 22 minutes. There you go. Four points. Got a great dunk at the end. That was the sealer off a great pass by Embiid, actually. Uh, four points, two rebounds, two steals, and a block for Matty T. Uh, two of five from f- the floor. Oh, of one from downtown. But, you know, still delivering your uh, defensive nous and just terrorizing the Lakers. Good stuff. Josh Green got out there for 20 minutes against Houston for the Mavericks. 20 minutes, two points. One of four from the floor. Oh, of two from downtown. One rebound, one turnover. And Josh Giddy got his uh, uh, new awesome Rookie of the Month award trophy. He's got four of them. Back to back to back to back. Good on him. Still, we don't want to hear about his hip for another week, so I don't think he's playing again. And uh, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Lando. As mentioned, Pop and his anti-Australian bias just didn't want to play Pop forever. Oh, we better see what Zach Collins is doing. We better see what Teenage Mutant Yaku Purtles do. Fuck off. You know what you can do. Blow it out your ass. Put Landale in. Finally got in. Played eight minutes. He had two points. Didn't take a shot. He, I reckon, if they counted hockey assists, he probably had about five assists. Uh, two points, two rebounds, two assists. He shot two or two at the free throw line. Two for two. And one turnover for Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. Uh, really quick, how about an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence just because uh, this one sort of came out of nowhere today. So, uh, because, I don't know, it was, it was just kind of cool. Let's do that. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Alright, clap it up. Alright, uh, so just a really, really quick one. Devin Booker, he became the fourth youngest player in NBA history to score 11,000 career points now. That's not bloody bad. He's behind LeBron, KD, Kobe, and Devin Booker. That's the that's the list. That's the four youngest players in NBA history to have 11,000 career points. Not bloody bad, bro. Not bloody bad. Uh, speaking of good bros, how about Steven Adams, the Kiwi corner for this week? Uh, had a pretty good game against uh, Brooklyn today. There was a nice couple of moments of him and Andre Drummond shit-talking each other. Uh, but since last week when he had that awesome 13-13 and 13 game against Indy, uh, he had three points and 11 rebounds with this, an assist, a steal, and a block against the Hawks, going hammer and tongs with Clint Capella. Uh, shot two of six from the floor against Houston. Ends up with five points, nine rebounds, three assists, and a steal in a big win over the Rockets. And then today against the Nets, he had seven points, 11 rebounds, five assists. He was slinging that thing. And a block of steal as well. In 28 minutes, it was awesome. And uh, he and Andre, look, Andre Drummond had those moments, and he does this very often, Andre Drummond. Uh, in the first quarter, it's like, holy shit, he's coming out to play. Watch out. And then he just slowly gets ground down. And Stephen Adams did a lot of that. So great job by the big Kiwi. All right, the Penny Mills Game Day Ball and Game Day Twitter check-in. This one was a bit of a heartbreaker, but it was also kind of nice and heartening and very Joe Ingles. Jingles are put out on IG, and so did the Blazers. So the Blazers sent out the uh, Joe Ingles uh, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, 
tweet, which was really cool. I enjoyed that one. Because there was the video of him walking in. The Trailblazers tweet out, look who it is, coffee, 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 at Joe Ingles 7. And it's Jingles with his crutch, single crutch, and his knee, and his big old knee brace. Sort of, you know, walking into the game today to watch his uh, Blazers get smashed by his mate Jock Lander. Uh, he, he retweeted that saying, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, rock hands, rock hands, rock hands. And Josh Hart tweeted out, what are some good restaurants open after the games in PDX? Joe Ingalls retweeted that saying, am I invited? <laughs> nice one, Joey. But the best one was, on his IGs, uh, Joey had that picture of him in the crutch with the uh, knee brace. And then there was another one where he turned the corner and the Blazers kept the camera rolling and Joe just popped his head back out with the uh, sneaky eyes. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. So that was really good. Right. What about the uh, game previews and picks for tomorrow? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited to go to the footy? Ah, oh, yes, mate. Obviously, first game of the year. Didn't go last week. Uh, I had to look out of the squid. Uh, this week, though, all guns blazing. My uncle's in town, as mentioned. He went last week, first footy game 30 years. He's been living in the UK. So that was pretty good. And I'm uh, going to go with him tonight. So uh, we had a rough one on the picks today. We went 3 of 11 because uh, Philly didn't cover. I didn't get the Houston pick right. <laughs> I flip-flopped on Orlando and OKC. I thought Minnesota would win, and they were for most of that. Brooklyn didn't show up against Memphis. Miami didn't show up against Golden State. I nailed the Boston pick at least. Uh, Indy shit the bed. Atlanta shit the bed. At least I hit my Knicks pick. So 3 of 11. Is- oh, wait! He's gone 3 of 11! Watch out! That was awesome. Didn't even plan that. <laughs> 3 of 11. Ah, oh, so good. So that leaves us at 618 of 1,084 picks for the year. So still bloody good. Tomorrow we have five games. We have Cleveland going to Toronto, which is a really, really interesting game because Toronto, look, up and down the last couple of weeks, trying to get OG back in about a week's time or so. Cleveland with Darius Rucker, Judy Garland hurting his thumb the other day. Mobley slowing down just that little bit without Jared Allen there to help. And I think I have to go Toronto at home minus three and a half. Even though, look, I really love this matchup. I think it's a really good game. But I just think Toronto have probably more of their weapons. They've got Fred Van Vliet. You've got Gary. You've got Siakam. You've got a couple of big bodies to throw at Mobley as well. This should be a really good game, but I'll take Toronto minus three and a half. Indy on a back-to-back playing. It's Memphis also on a back-to-back. Uh, Indy... We're right there, and then lost. They're 12 and a half point underdogs on the road in Memphis. Memphis, big win over the Nets. I think this is maybe one where they kind of get a bit bit, bit, bit antsy, a bit weirded out, and Indy cover somehow. 12 and a half is just a lot, um, even though Memphis are really, really good and Indy is substantially not. Ah, uh, what am I kidding? They're going to kick the fuck out of them, aren't they? Uh, give me Memphis minus 12 and a half. <laughs> oh, no. It's never good when I switch my picks. I end up thinking about it too much. Washington, they go to Milwaukee. I hear it's our gonkman for the good land. It will not be the good land for Washington tomorrow. Milwaukee would demolish or rate them. They're 11 and a half point favorites at Milwaukee. Give me that one. Chicago, they go to New Orleans. This is a tricky one. I'm going to go to the Pelicans at home. Uh, 
plus a half point. I think CJ McCollum has a big game. I think my name is Jonas. We'll be going hammer and tongs against his mate Vooch. But the Pals, look, they need this win just to keep that uh, sort of breathing room ahead of the Spurs and stay in the playing race. So give me the uh, Pals right there. And finally, Phoenix go to Denver. Oof. This is really, really tough to pick. I might go with Phoenix having wrapped up uh, all of the home court advantage across the rest of the playoffs. They've guaranteed themselves the best record. You might think they might take the foot off the uh, accelerator a bit. I don't think they will. Suns are three and a half point underdogs in Denver. I think the Suns can still win that. Denver need to win it. Joker might have a triple-double, but I think the Suns will win. Or at least they'll cover the three and a half and Denver just sneak by with a big win. And there you go. Easy as you like. Five games. That'll be fun. Uh, so we'll wrap all those up for you tomorrow. If you've got any yeah nahs, send them through. I've got one there more from uh, Jez, but hey, we'll have a bit more time for some yeah nahs tomorrow. So send them through. All right. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs. We're all over the socials. Check it out. NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. He's over in uh, Amsterdam at the moment. Probably getting high, drinking some beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, catch up on that catch up for the off season and then we'll do another catch up once he's back uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia he's got a ripping new episode big interview and uh, go check it out on YouTube World Wrestling Australia follow FWCIE on Twitter as well get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop get your merch get your merch seriously just go buy a hoodie uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app come on I don't have the money to go against the big guns like Bogey Got to help a brother out, don't you? Manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get 20% off from free shipping there. And Knowable. Download the Knowable app from your app store. Bang in the code STRAYA and get 20% off. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band, House Hats. And also the other bands you hear throughout the show. Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers are those bands. They're awesome. Give them all the smash from Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth. Facey, Apple Music, how you follow your bands, listen to your bands, do that. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And that's it for today. Uh, no skit, because I've got to bounce. Got to get this, go, got to go get the squid, then get off to the footy. So catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna. Hosanna.